promoting female musicians and artists today. I'm very happy to say that I'm joined by Ingrid Oram, who plays in Sydney trop pop band Imperials. Ingrid, thanks so much for coming here to 2SER. Thank you for having me. I have to say, I think I have to start with saying congratulations. Thank you. Because you just had your actual first show for Imperials um, on the weekend and it was sold out. Yep. That's How right. happy did that make you feel? Uh, very happy because it was very unexpected. Um, I guess when we, you know, we've spent so long, you know, writing our songs and then all of a sudden, you know, we just decided, hey, we, you know, we need the songs to be out there and um, what better way to do it than to, I don't know, I, I guess it was one of those things where you you have to have a first show and we thought, well, how can we do it? So we had to get other people on board to kind of, you know, give us some ideas and things like that. And then we just announced the show and yeah, it was sold out. So which is, it was pretty exciting. It sounds like it was quite calculated because normally people do their first show at, well, I guess I'm talking from experience at an open mic night, yep. but you had, it's now you've been writing music for is it about 12 months already. Um, yeah. So me and Josh started as a duo um, and we were working, I would say we spent writing for about a year and four months so yeah so every week we would come in and write write as many songs as we can until we came up with um si the single that was actually one of the f I think it was a th the third track that we wrote yeah so you were doing that for over a year what was the the moment or the real catalyst for thinking that you want to turn it into a full band um with percussion as well Funny you ask that because when we started writing, our intention was initially to to make it a pop rock song, because that's that that's the background we come from. Um, so we were heavily into rock, country, pop, and then I think I just suggested to Josh, um, who's my colleague colleague in the band, why don't we just add a dance beat and see how that goes. And as soon as we did that, we just looked at each other and we thought, mm, nah, that's, oh, it's good, but it's just not who we are. But we ended up going with it and we got good feedback. And then we thought, hey, like, let's make it diverse and add some percussion. And it turned out very well. So mm. very happy with that. Well, on the topic of percussion, we have a mutual friend. Yes, we do. Joey, the drummer. <laughs> Jojo Bangs. He's the best. <laughs> He so you were talking before we were talking a bit off mic about the genre of Imperials yes. and you mentioned trop pop, tropical happy breezy pop. I guess yep. the first time that I listened to the single Carolina, mm -hmm. I thought that it's kind of pop, but the difference is the percussion. Yes, it's there's actually quite a lot going on there. Yes, I think so. Was it a conscious decision that when it was just the two of you you want to have this kind of complex percussion to make it more tropical or did that just naturally evolve as you bring a drummer into the mix and they kind of bring their own personality and their own thoughts into the songwriting process so what's funny about that is we actually did not have a percussion player when we were at carolina so we were using samples so we were on splice i don't know if you've heard of splice it's no. just a um 
it's a website that you subscribe to and it has thousands of sa- oh, millions maybe of samples and we were we would just sit there and kind of scroll through everything and it just came naturally we heard a sound that we really liked and it just added that extra layer that it needed and and that was kind of the basis of our genre and Are we they just f- is it free samples on spice uh no you you pay a monthly fee oh, um to right. but then you own all the sa- so if you use the sample you know you you own it so um you don't have to pay anyone mm. royalties but because you are you're already paying a certain amount every month so um and that's that's you know it's such a good platform for musicians as well you know to be able to kind of discover their style based on just scrolling it sounds like netflix for tropical beats. exactly yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's what it is and you can spend a very long time. Okay, that's really interesting. So yeah. you had that idea from these electronic samples. Yes. And then Joey kind of executed that into something which is more, I guess it's real, and there's actually a person there playing percussion when you're at the shows. Exactly, yeah. So Joey, um, when Joey, I guess he embraces that, the fills live. So everything that is being played in the samples, sometimes we keep the samples. Other times Joey plays along with them to embrace kind to embrace that sound that we're after or sometimes he completely does something um just completely different um that just complements the song live um Mm. and sometimes that can be better than the actual sample itself but yeah joey is definitely the third member that we needed to kind of um enhance the chop pop style that Mm. we want diverse kind of genre i guess so you came into it uh, when you met Josh with the idea of like being a songwriter, yes. but had you played, so you played this show on the weekend. Yeah. Had you played in that setting in that kind of band environment live before? Uh, do you mean together or? Not with Imperials, like before Imperials. Yep. Had you played in that kind of setting with like a full live band before? Um, I have, yes. I think all of us have, have done so. So mm. Josh it used to be a touring um, musician with a band called Sunset Riot. It was just a ro- pure rock band, you know, Joey, you know, pretty much performs every day you yeah know, that's his job sure. um i've done a lot of session work um most of the time it was always just me an electric guitar just singing in pubs um i've done bigger things as a session singer mm. and now it's just uh i'm just playing um playing guitar and singing full-time with the band and it's it's very different when you're doing that when you're just used to either just sing just singing or just playing with a guitar on your own in front of a bunch of people so very mm. different yeah so for when you said you were doing session work were you doing stuff where you go into studios and someone just is recording today and then you're there to do the singing part where well, you're not really writing it yourself yeah so i've done both i've done both. live okay, sure. so from a live setting i've just um helped some friends out or i've just done some some singing work for mm. for people and yeah, it's always it's always very different. We should talk about the video. Yes. It's out of this world. <laughs> you think you like it? Yeah, the production is so good. Everything, because it seems, I guess I'm getting a vibe that the, yeah, a lot of bands will kind of like rush in and they'll 
playing open mic and they haven't really written a song and they've written a couple of songs, but it seems like it's quite curated the way that you're approaching Imperials. Yep. Because the video that you released, you released that before you'd played a show, right? Yes, that's right. The, yeah, the production is so good. It's really great. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of going into that with a really full product before you did your first show. Yes. So the video is, I think it matches the style of the song really well. Can you tell us about, because I know that those filming videos like that is pretty long day, right? Yes. How, was that the first music video that you had done? Um, no, I've done some... I've done other videos, um, but this one with Imperials was definitely the best one. Mm. It was so much fun. It was super chill. Um, the only thing we had to wake up very early because we needed to catch the sunrise. Um, obviously, things look better oh, in the right. morning. Okay. Um, either in the morning or during sunset, but with the sunset, you know, the lighting can slightly be a bit different. So um, we were up super early. And we were at Wollongong Way, so a bit further. I think it was further, further north. But yeah, it was, um, it was amazing. Yeah, we we really um, everything we had in mind. It, it's exactly it was just executed, and we were very very happy with the with the result of that mm. video. Pretty long days. Yeah. Long day. You're yeah. Right. I was actually <laughs> the last guest that I had. We were talking about her video. She had some like makeup. Yep. And she said she had to go in at like 2 a.m. or something because it takes four hours or something to set. Yeah. And then they re as soon as that's done, then they can start filming. Yeah, there's little things like that as well. I mean, for us, we really, our main goal with the video was to mainly capture that lighting because obviously going back to the style Trop Pop, we really wanted to catch the, the kind of like orangey red hues. Um, we wanted to catch a lot of um, natural colors sort of thing. Um for other things like makeup and wardrobe, for us, we obviously pre-planned everything and even that was hard work, you know, trying to figure out what are we going to wear and, but, but then again, we thought let's just be ourselves and, and just wear what we would wear normally. Mm. Um, and it turned out pretty well. We yeah. were very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should listen to the song. Let's do it. Let's listen yeah. to the newest and first single from Imperials. Uh, it is called Carolina. Enjoy. I'll keep trying, but I can't change the way it ends. I'll keep walking on the edge. Yeah, I keep waiting till the end. Cause I just wanna be alive. Yeah, I just wanna feel alright. Cause I can't change the
something like a dream You know I never feel a thing When you talk, I can see you When you're rolling around in my head And my mind in your reason, Carolina was the very new single Carolina by Imperials. We were talking about the vi- the video for that is amazing. We'll put the link to that in the podcast description. So this is the first the first track that we've had from Imperials. Yep. But you mentioned that you spent quite a bit of time before it was released working on songs you were working on uh, just with Josh and then in the band setting. Yep. So what does 2020 look like? Do you have a calculated plan of of singles in these particular dates or are you just going to see see how it rolls we would love to have a very solid plan we're all about planning well we try to plan as much as possible um our plan for 2020 is to just release singles we thought of releasing i mean we have enough many songs to produce an album but we want to release singles yeah just because it's um it's not you don't have the pressure of hey what am I going to put, you know, on the next album? It's more whichever song we feel is right, we release it. And we obviously have a solid plan, whether it's, um, you know, every three months or every four months because we have to build a campaign around that. Mm. And, um, and yeah, that's what 2020 looks like and more shows. So we really want to be touring and just do more shows, hopefully more um, maybe get more sort out shows in the future. Sounds <laughs> That'll <good>. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> the so yeah, plan to do lots more singles. Yep. Is that working towards a a body of work like an EP or an album, or kind of that's not something that you're thinking about in the immediate future? It's mainly just singles, and you're not really saying this is a single off the new album. It's yep. more just a series of singles. Yep. Well, I mm. mean, as far as you know. I think so far we just want to be doing singles. Um, we don't really, um, we don't usually plan too much ahead of time, mm. just because things always change. Um, sometimes when you have a a schedule that's you know that's fully broken down and everything's just perfect, it it always changes. So. Yeah. So I think singles mm. for twenty twenties. You use the word campaign. Yep. Which really makes me think you put a lot of work into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do. the uh, that was the first one, Imperials with Imperials. How was that process of going through that for the first time, putting all that effort into the, the you know the great video, doing lots yep. of um, obviously a lot of stuff, working up to the gig. Um, so was that a rewarding experience? And do you think that you learn a lot by doing that first one, the first single release? Definitely. Yeah, you learn so so much. Um, and this is me not even, I'm not even exaggerating. You you really do learn a lot. So how, how I like to think it is, if you come up, if you write a track, I tend to break it down to, you have, for example, the writing process, then you have, you know, your production, then you have the mixing, and then you have the mastering. So when you have all these things done, the technical side of things, then you start to go into um, image what you want the vibe what do you want the visual vibe to look like um who's going to be on board are you going to promote it are you what's the marketing plan look like so you have all of these categories that really um that make up a campaign and um so you definitely learn a lot so 
me and Josh are kind of like Josh does a lot of the studio stuff so he would um focus on the producing and the mixing um and then we just pretty much sit down together and say yes this is what we want no you can maybe turn this a bit louder do this and you know you know things like that and then and then I go back and sort all the admin stuff and then I go back to the guys and you know we negotiate so we kind of we we all have our individual roles um and that's how we tend to kind of keep track of everything and and stay on top of everything as well what do you think the main thing that you learned from doing this is that you'll kind of like for the next one you'll have that piece of information with you that like really important thing that you learned yep for us it's um efficiency during the recording process and the production process Mm. so little things like um if it's not needed you know we we don't need it you know um sometimes we um sometimes with our songs we tend to for, for every song and not just carolina for every song we have like five versions and we always go back to the first original version um so for us for our next songs we you know if we capture a vibe we tend to keep that and obviously you can rework it and things like that but if you really believe in what you had the first time then that's usually the best version and mm. and sometimes it might change but a lot of the times for us at least we always go back to the first version is it because the the studio has so many possibilities yes that you kind of get lost in you know what options it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely i've never really had the luxury of being able to spend a lot of time on a song we've always just been gone in and done it but because you're at arthur street and you know you have very good access to studios yes you probably have a lot more opportunity to play and tweak and stuff yes you mentioned before like i think you said the palette of the song is like tropical uh pop yep you said like orange and yellowy those kind of colors yeah do you think that that is specific to carolina or is that related to the sound in general and that will continue through pre- uh, subsequent campaigns for different singles? I think for us at this stage, it was mainly just for Carolina. But as we kind of, when we started writing our other songs, um, we still kind of had that same vision because we realized that, you know, once we add that percussion layer, everything just feels like a yellow and a red and an mm. orange. Do you know what I mean? So, um, which is very interesting and you know you can also see that in the video so i think the visual and the um the audio aspects kind of go hand in hand on the on that one mm. so yeah we were i'm going to take a little bit of a different turn now we we're talking a Let's little bit off air about assyrian culture yep can you tell me about how can you tell me something about uh, how assyrian culture has influenced you in general or with the music or because well, i mean you come from, I mean, you were studying architecture oh, and I saw that you were very enamored with Assyrian architecture. Yes. So um, maybe tell me a bit about that. And also if there is a musical influence as well, then that would be really interesting. Because I was born in Lebanon. So I was born in, um, I wasn't born in Australia. When we, when I moved in 2002, I didn't really have a lot of appreciation for my culture. And I thought, yeah, you know, Everyone has a background. Everyone has a history. We are what we are. 
but I did meet someone who was very passionate and he was, you know, the same culture we, we shared. We were of the same background. And um, he really taught me, um, he introduced, he reintroduced me to my culture and I just started to notice um, a, a lot of things uh, and I kind of wish I knew them earlier. Um, just little things like, well, first of all, there's not many of us left. So there's probably about four. I may be wrong, um, but there's a, I'd say, five million of us left in the world scattered. Um, as Syria used to be a country, um, it was part of Mesopotamia, which is um, modern-day Iraq, Iran, north of Turkey, I think. But now it doesn't exist anymore. So, so yeah, everyone's kind of scattered. You know, there's a lot of people that are born in Lebanon or. Um, we're kind of like the indigenous people of the Middle East, pretty much, to make it very simple. Um, yeah. So, so is there the a history. Syrian music that you listened to when you were a kid? Because you were quite young when you moved. Yeah. No, I don't listen to Assyrian music. It's very different. It's very different. I do appreciate it. I appreciate every style of music. Um, but it's very different to what I do. And um, But I do... We do tend to combine a lot of Mediterranean elements, hence the percussion and mm. all the crazy sounds you kind of hear. So in maybe it is a subconscious influence it could on imperial yeah. sounds. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Tell Me a Thing, the segment where I have a list of seven topics. And I'd like you to choose one and tell me something about it. Yep. Topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, poetry, Patti Smith, punk rock, death, and politics. So, Ingrid, can you please tell me a thing? I would like to stay away from politics as much sure. as I can because that religion that's, and politics is a big no no. <laughs> that's fine <Sometimes>. for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say death. I always say death doesn't have to be as scary as people make it out to be but that's just very subjective at the same time i think see i don't know how to not link it to religion and politics but i did recently i think it was about three years ago i did lose my granddad and that was one of the most eye-opening experiences ever and i i guess i just learned to appreciate every day um for what it is and just accepting what life throws at you that's very very important even you know I was studying at UTS actually so not too far from here um doing architecture and I realized after studying for seven years I realized you know doing different things I realized so I have one one unit left in order to complete my degree but I'm just not happy I'm not happy. I want to do music. So I dropped university and everyone thought I was crazy. They keep they kept telling me, you know, you have one unit left, you know, just do it. Then I'm like, mm, not really. You know, why? Like, what am I going to gain from that? You know, if it's not what I want to do. Sounds like that had a really big influence on your life. Yeah, it did. Um, for some people, it might not be as 
you know, does it's not a big deal for some people sometimes. Like a lot of people just tend to move on or sometimes they mourn. For me, I just took it as a, you know, you know, you're you're on this planet for a reason and that's just to do, you know, to do what you can. Um, for me, my contribution to the world is music to bring happiness to people, whether it's, you know, through a sad song that people can relate to or whether it's through chop pop or imperials that that's my purpose and i believe in it 100 110%. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Did that experience change your perception of death? You kind of mentioned not talking about religion but about like what happens when you die? Did that kind of change your perspective on that or you didn't really think about that aspect? Um i did and i just thought don't worry about what happens when you die. Um, because you're not dead yet so okay. you don't need to think about that um, and I also think for me personally I I don't know I just see that you know things that happen in the world like there are people who um, who aren't fortunate like I went to India recently and just people over there live in poverty but they are so so happy you know why can't I be living in a um, in a first world country and be as happy as them you know there's a reason um and that's because i don't live my life to the fullest so this is what i started doing you mm. know and um it's uh it's changed my life you know this is why i achieved imperials this is why i have imperials and this is why um this is why i am where i am and, I, and i'm happy you know so yeah okay so death don't yeah. be sometimes it's death is not always um doesn't have to be bad when you think about it. I guess it did have a positive impact on the way that you look at the world. Yeah. It's a really interesting topic. Yeah. It's bittersweet. But thanks for choosing it because it's always good to chat it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Ingrid, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It has been really nice to have a chat to you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Women Who Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of 2SER 107.3. I can see you when you